What's up to all my freelancers and creatives out there? This is Nathan with another episode of Freelance Jumpstart TV. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about how to write a perfect client testimonial. Lately, we've been talking about a portfolio, why you need a portfolio, you know, also what goes into it, the fact that you need to be the one to communicate the value provided for the previous work you did. From there, we talked about the fact that out of all the things you could put in your portfolio, you need to take a few projects that you loved working on and creating a case study out of them, something which you can describe the background, going to the problem somebody had, how you solve the problem, and also the results of that. The final thing you need in a case study is a quote from the client you worked with. So it can be a testimonial. I have found that there's one way to do this, but there's an easier way to execute this and get someone to write you an amazing client testimony every time. This goes without saying, but I feel like I have to say it. Uh, if you want an amazing client testimony, you have to provide good service. What I'm saying is not just do a good job, but also have good positive interactions when you're working with a client. So even if there's a discrepancy, you all can still talk it through and they appreciate your expertise and really just give more than the end product. If they're coming to you for design, if they're coming to you for photos, if they're coming to you for consulting, take the time to say, yes, I'm going to provide those things, but I'm also going to provide value on top of that, whether that's good customer service or good advice and just invest in your client. Besides providing good service, here's a mistake that I did in the past. I used to work on a project and then all the way at the end, you know, if it was a good project and I felt like it was positive, I'd reach out to the client and say, hey, can you provide a testimonial? Days would go by, sometimes weeks, and I maybe asked again, but it always was a hassle for them to take the time, sit down and write, and then send me, you know, a testimonial. It's like extra work for them and they're the one who came to me. So they're thinking I'm providing the value but I want a testimony, so it's like a hassle for them to go back, try to remember how they felt, and write a testimony. To overcome that, the better thing is, you should write the testimony for them. That's not lying, that's not being deceitful, but you should write the testimony for them. The whole logic with this is, you're giving the person a starting point. If you think about it, the project might have been weeks, it might have been a couple of months. It's hard for them to remember everything that they felt and everything that they thought of when they were working on the project with you. So really, you have to give them a starting point. Write the testimony for them. Uh, write their thoughts that were impactful. Write about the results that you produced for them. You know, I worked with Nathan on a website. My web traffic went from two people a month to 2,000 a month. You know, whatever. Write the testimony for them because you're giving it a starting point. The point is you're providing them a starting point. So, you know, write out what that testimony is. It's better if you focus on results. You know, you focus on, I work with Nathan on web design. I went from two people a month to 200 a month. You know, focus on results and returns when writing that testimony and send it to them. Say, hey, does this testimony meet your approval? They will do one of two things. Um, one, they will say, no, this is not exact. And they may correct it and send it back to you. The second thing they'll do is they'll look at it and say, yeah, looks good to me. 
So then you already have your testimony right there. Now there's a little background to this. It may be difficult for you to write the testimony because maybe you don't remember everything that happened in the project. That's why writing and crafting a testimony for a case study begins when the project begins. Every interaction in which you talk with the client, start writing it down, making a note of it. Um, if it's a phone conversation, write down the highlights of that conversation and what they felt any problems they may have had, uh, anything that you did that impressed them, anything that you did that they appreciated, or if they say, that's why I like working with you, you do fill in the blank, you know, things like that. Just make a note of them along the way, because at the end of the project, it'll be a lot easier if you can glance at the highlights of what the project was, and then mark down everything as a part of the testimony using those highlights. So let's say, you know, you wrote the testimony, you sent it to the client for their approval, you know, they liked it or they made their little edits and they agree and they send it back to you. Um, that's not all. The other flip side of it is you need a picture along with that. So when you're asking for the testimony, say, hey, here's a short blurb. I wrote a testimony for you. Um, please review it. But also, can you provide some type of headshot or picture? I can use on this case study. The reason you're asking for the headshot is testimonies that have pictures of real people, not stock photos, real people do a lot better and they help form trust with the person that is reading the case study. They see it, they see a picture, oh, this is a real person. So it just reinforces the fact that you're being authentic in your case study and you're being authentic in your testimony. You know, and it's that much more better because you have a picture of a real person who gave you permission to use their picture and permission to use the testimony. So all in all, that's the process. You know, when you start a project, that's when you start crafting your case study and that's when you start listening for items that you can use in a testimonial at the end of the project. So why are we doing this? You know, why is this important? I mentioned, you know, portfolios and case studies, but this is important because of social proof. You know, we do it all the time. You know, we may be on Amazon and we're looking at a product. We look at the reviews to see what real people said about the product and then we make a decision. That's the same thing when you have a portfolio. You need that social proof so that when people can look at testimonials and they look at case studies, they see the thoughts, the opinions, you know, the reviews of your work from other people and they use that to make a decision to sign up for your service. So that's the logic there. That's the importance of social proof and the power of social proof. So just as a quick review, remember, you know, write the testimony, send it out to the client, get their approval, make sure you have a headshot in the testimony. And lastly, make sure you use their name and the company they are associated with. Don't position this as, you know, they need to give you feedback so that you can use it in your case study. Position this as I'm creating a case study because we had a great project and this will help in advertising your business as well. So show them even at the end of the project where you're getting a case study, you still want to invest in their business by advertising and having a case study that is beneficial for you and to the client. Thank you once again for checking out this video. I greatly appreciate it. If you're watching this on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Um, you're listening on the podcast, you know, check out the show notes for this particular episode. You can go to freelancejumpstart.tv slash 42 because this is episode 42. And you can look at the show notes for this particular episode and connect with me if you have any questions. So until the next one, I will catch you later. See ya.